April 11th, 2023. District Attorney Alvin Bragg, the man who indicted ex-president Donald Trump on 34 felony counts, filed a lawsuit today in the United States District Court for the Southern District of New York. That lawsuit is Alvin Bragg Jr. in his official capacity as District Attorney for New York County, plaintiff versus Jim Jordan in his official capacity as Chairman of the Committee on the Judiciary. Committee on the Judiciary of the United States House of Representatives and Mark F. Pomerantz, defendants. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is Political Woman. I want to share this lawsuit with you, so I'm just going to read the first seven pages or so. The entire lawsuit is on my website, all 50 pages, GloriaMoraga.com. First, a little background. Mark F. Pomerantz was formerly with the district attorney's office. He worked with Alvin Bragg. Congressman Jim Jordan is a right-wing Trump slimeball. He's chairman of the Judiciary Committee because, remember, Republicans have the majority in the United States House of Representatives by just a few. That's why we all need to vote more. Jordan has criticized Alvin Bragg, basically parroting the complaints that Donald Trump has made against Bragg, which are horrible. He's been pressuring Bragg to share his case file on Trump with the Judiciary Committee. And of course, there's no way that Bragg is going to do that. So Jordan subpoenaed Pomerantz. And Pomerantz knows quite a lot of what Bragg knows about this lawsuit. Pomerantz and another man, another person who worked in the DA's office, resigned kind of in protest, at least that was the rumor, because Alvin Bragg, when he first became district attorney, would not file the lawsuit against Donald Trump. And they got angry because they'd been working on this and working on this. And everyone, you know, was calling Alvin Bragg a, a coward and on and on. And that was why Pomerantz quit. So Pomerantz has all the background on all this. So what Jordan did was he subpoenaed Pomerantz hoping that he could get information on him. And what the good money is, is that Jordan is in touch with Trump and that he would just give Trump all the information on the case file. So that's the background on this story. So now I will begin quoting from the lawsuit and I will interject some information as we go along. It's fascinating. It really is. And it's really well written. So Hunker down, get your coffee, get some popcorn. I'm going to get a big Diet Coke. And we can all um, kind of go through this together. And it's very compelling. Introduction. Plaintiff District Attorney Alvin L. Bragg Jr. brings this action in response to an unprecedentedly brazen and unconstitutional attack by members of Congress on an ongoing New York State criminal prosecution and investigation of former President Donald J. Trump. Beginning on March 20th, 2023, Representative Jim Jordan, Chairman of the House Committee on the Judiciary, 
began a transparent campaign to intimidate and attack District Attorney Bragg, making demands for confidential documents and testimony from the District Attorney himself, as well as his current and former employees and officials. Two days after Mr. Trump was arraigned on 34 felony counts in New York State Superior Court, Chairman Jordan and the committee served a subpoena on Mark Pomerantz, a former special district attorney who participated in an investigation of Mr. Trump and his businesses. The subpoena seeks to compel Mr. Pomerantz to testify in a deposition on April 20th, 2023. Chairman Jordan's demands, including his subpoena of Mr. Pomerantz, seek highly sensitive and confidential local prosecutorial information that belongs to the Office of the District Attorney and the people of New York. Basic principles of federalism and common sense, as well as binding Supreme Court precedent, forbid Congress from demanding it. This is point two. Congress has no power to supervise state criminal prosecutions, nor does Congress have the power to serve subpoenas for the personal aggrandizement of the investigators or to punish those investigated. And then there's some legal precedent quoted there. Yet, that is precisely what Chairman Jordan is trying to do. He and his allies have stated that they want the district attorney to come to Capitol Hill to, quote, explain, unquote, himself and to provide, quote, a good argument, unquote, to Congress in support of his decision to investigate and prosecute Mr. Trump. They have threatened that the House of Representatives will, quote, hold Alvin Bragg to account, unquote, for indicting Mr. Trump. Now, Chairman Jordan has subpoenaed one of the district attorney's special assistants, former special assistants, to interrogate him about his official prosecutorial activities. But subpoenaing a former line prosecutor to talk about an ongoing criminal prosecution and investigation is no less of an affront to state sovereignty than subpoenaing the district attorney himself. Chairman Jordan claims he is seeking to conduct, quote, oversight, unquote, but he has no power under the Constitution to oversee state and local criminal matters. By definition, then, he has no legitimate legislative purpose for issuing this subpoena. The subpoena threatens the sovereign powers of the states, confidence in the secrecy of grand jury proceedings, and the integrity of an ongoing criminal investigation. This court should enjoin this enforcement. Point three. The Constitution, and then it says from withheld from Congress a plenary police power, which is controlled by 50 different states. So what he's trying to say there, and there's it's like real legal easy. The Constitution gives power and control to 50 different states instead of one national 
sovereign. So yeah, so what he's saying there basically, and it's very mumbo jumbo-y, very legalese, is the states have their own power for defining and enforcing criminal law. And it's vested in the states. And then there's more quotes on all this legal precedent. It's quite, quite a few. The division of authority requires that there should be no interference with state officers who are charged with the duty of prosecuting offenders against the laws of the state must be decided at how this is done. And then there's more quotes, quotes, quotes. And then now I go to the next point. The charges the district attorney filed against Mr. Trump were approved by citizens of New York. They did their civic duty as members of a grand jury pursuant to the federal constitution and laws of the state of New York. Like any other defendant, Mr. Trump is entitled to challenge these charges in court. He can avail himself of all the processes and protections that New York State's robust criminal procedure affords. Five, but rather than allowing the criminal process to proceed in the ordinary course, Chairman Jordan and the committee are participating in a campaign of intimidation, retaliation, and obstruction. Mr. Trump, in particular, has threatened New York officials with violent and racist vitriol. At a March 25th, 2023 rally, for instance, Mr. Trump stated that, quote, the thugs and criminals who are corrupting our justice system will be defeated, discredited, and totally disgraced, end quote. And then there's a, he cites that, where he got that from. On social media, he threatened, quote, death and destruction, end quote, to wage war if he is indicted, end quote. Mr. Trump also called District Attorney Bragg, a, and this is in all caps, Soros-backed animal. A dog whistle, Chairman Jordan repeated on television on March 23, 2023, calling District Attorney Bragg the Soros-backed new DA, left-wing DA, Alvin Bragg, and that's attributed as well. Mr. Trump even shared a social media post that appeared to be a picture of himself threateningly wielding a baseball bat to District Attorney Bragg's head. And then, this is quite interesting, this is Gloria talking now, there is a screenshot of Donald Trump's post, holding the bat, pursing his lips, backlit, and then Bragg picture. And that's the picture that Trump's attorneys have tried to say, oh, he was just showing off an American-made bat. And um, everyone knows they're lying. But that's the um, excuse from the uh, Trump's attorney. So there's that picture there. And it's actually a picture of the post that Trump made. Six, these statements have had a powerful effect. District Attorney Bragg has received multiple death threats. In one instance, he received a package containing suspicious white powder with a note making a specific death threat against him. Since Mr. Trump 
falsely predicted he would be arrested on March 18, 2023. In fact, the district attorney's office has received more than 1,000 calls and emails from Mr. Trump supporters, many of which are threatening and racially charged. But rather than denounce efforts to vilify and denigrate district attorney and the grand jury process, House Republicans are participating in those efforts. Seven, Chairman Jordan, along with other congressmen, have made no secret that the purpose of the committee's inquiry is to conduct oversight and undertake an examination of the facts supporting the indictment, the same facts already evaluated by an independent grand jury of New Yorkers, and to hold the district attorney to, quote, to account. Chairman Jordan and the committee have, in essence, appointed Congress as a super grand jury that can flex its subpoena power to second-guess the judgment of New York citizens and interfere with the state criminal justice process. In his letters and public statements, however, Chairman Jordan and his congressional allies have changed their story multiple times, creating, as it suits them, a scattershot hodgepodge of new purported legislative interests and purposes that supposedly justify the committee's unwarranted incursion into a criminal case. And then there's a quote, uh, they quote precedent. Each of these is a baseless pretext for hauling Mr. Pomerantz to Washington for a retaliatory political circus designed to undermine the rule of law and New York's police power. And in cases like this one, implicating, quote, substantial federalism or separation of power concerns. The Supreme Court's decision of Idmazars, this is a case they cited, requires the federal courts to probe Congress's asserted purposes for pretext and evidence. The chairman has also admitted that subpoenaing Mr. Pomerantz is only the first step of his subpoena strategy. As Chairman James Comer of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability put it, Mr. Trump's allies in the House, quote, fully expect to see Alvin Bragg answering questions in front of Congress as soon as, quote, they can make it happen. Eight, members of Congress are not free to invade New York's sovereign authority for their or Mr. Trump's political gains. Eight, members of Congress are not free to invade New York's sovereign authority for their or Mr. Trump's political aims. Congress has no authority to conduct oversight into District Attorney Bragg's exercise of his duties under New York law in a single case involving a single defendant. Nor can Congress force a former prosecutor to make extrajudicial statements during a criminal prosecution about that prosecution or related criminal investigations. Statements that New York rules of professional conduct forbid, in part, because they could prejudice Mr. Trump's right to a fair and prompt due process concerns. And then there's legal precedent cited there for that. As one former counsel for the House legal scholar explained in testimony to Congress itself. And then there's a quote, nine. Mr. Trump is free to avail himself of 
any and all criminal procedure processes available to him. Indeed, his motions in his criminal case are due in August. If he wishes to argue that his prosecution is, quote, politically motivated, he is free to raise that concern to the New York State Criminal Court. Chairman Jordan is not, however, free to unconstitutionally deploy Congress's limited subpoena power for raw political retaliation, intimidation, or obstruction. District Attorney Bragg, therefore, brings this action in response to the committee's plainly unconstitutional subpoena. He brings two cause of actions. So this now, this is Gloria talking, this is what Bragg wants. And he says he wants two things from the court. That's why he filed the suit. First, the subpoena served on Mr. Pomerantz is invalid, unenforceable, unconstitutional, and ultra viris because it has no legitimate legislative purposes. And there's a quote from legal precedent. And it manifestly fails each of the four factors that the Supreme Court established in this former case to evaluate the enforceability of a congressional subpoena direct to another branch of government. Namely, Congress has no power under Article I of the Constitution to oversee, let alone disrupt, ongoing state law criminal matters and the shifting array of legislative purposes the chairman has invoked in favor of his demands. And they do not warrant significant step of seeking information from the district attorney. And there's some legal, legal, legal there. The subpoena also is vastly broader than reasonably necessary to support the chairman's purported legislative objective an objective the chairman has provided not a whit of evidence to support. And finally, the subpoena is unduly burdensome, particularly in light of the ongoing criminal prosecution and investigation of Mr. Trump. So that was the first thing that he wants. Basically, he wants the subpoena thrown out. Second, even if Chairman Jordan and the committee were able to demonstrate a valid legislative purpose and withstand the Mazar test, the subpoena still would not be enforceable because it could allow the committee to seek secret grand jury material, confidential investigative material, and information clearly protected by the attorney-client work product, deliberative process, law enforcement, informants, and public interest privileges. Wow! What a sentence. This is so beautifully written. These privileges exist to protect precisely the type of information Chairman Jordan and the committee are seeking. Confidential law enforcement and legal materials compiled during investigations and in the lead up to a prosecution. The privileges are designed to prevent the type of obstruction and interference with ongoing criminal investigations and prosecutions that Chairman Jordan and the committee's actions represent. So those are his two arguments. And now he says, in sum, Congress lacks any valid legislative purpose to engage in a free-ranging campaign of harassment in retaliation for the district attorney's investigation and prosecution of Mr. Trump 
under the laws of New York. That campaign is a direct threat to federalism and the sovereign interests of the state of New York. This court should enjoin the subpoena and put an end to this constitutionally destructive fishing expedition. It should protect New York's lawful pursuit of criminal justice and permit this state's criminal justice system to function under careful supervision of the New York Supreme Court, free from unconstitutional congressional interference. This court should grant judgment to District Attorney Alvin L. Bragg Jr. So I'm going to stop reading here. It's at the top of page 8 of 50. There are 42 more brilliantly written pages. It's laid out just beautifully. Bragg and his attorneys in this lawsuit basically answer all of the criticism and questions that Republicans have been throwing at him and criticizing him for, including crime in New York, how it's down, including the fact that he's the first black man ever to serve as district attorney in New York, how hard he's worked, his extensive background. And then they go deeply into the criticism, uh, the racist attacks that have been leveled at Bragg and the district attorney's office and, and the threats that they have received, which is just appalling. And um, what happens next? Well, it's up to the United States District Court for the Southern District of New York to decide what happens next. That's where the lawsuit goes. Of course, the Republicans and Jim Jordan are going to fight this and come up with some more reasons why they need to get these documents from Bragg. And uh, I'll be reporting on that whenever anything happens. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman. Please subscribe. Please follow me on social media. I'm on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Go Alvin Bragg, go. And be safe. <laughs>